Internet Radio. Colden FM, the sound of magic. Enter Merlin, but beware, do not interrupt his magic.
mystical, magical, Merlin. Merry meet, I am the Merlin, and welcome to the second programme where we look at the magic of Wicca, witches and witchcraft. So let's begin today by examining the magic of Wicca, and start off with a question, what is real magic? Magic is another word for transformation, creation and manifestation. Wicca magic is a tool we use to act on the subtle or energy or quantum level of reality. The quantum level is the causal realm. It is the subtle influences at the quantum level that decide which way reality will go. So if you want to manifest something into ordinary reality, you start by stimulating the quantum realm to favour that potentiality. This is real magic in action. Science has known since early in the last century that the material world is made up not of matter, but of energy. And while matter is fairly stable, energy is very fluid. So it is difficult to build a house or job or lover with your bare hands if the causal realm hasn't already foreseen these things. But it is much easier to create an energy wave that will lead you to a house or job or lover coming to you. Of course, you will still need to use your body to manifest them. That's what real magic is all about. Colgen FM. Online. The sound of magic. In magic, we transform our reality and ourselves to match our choices. And of course, Wicca magic is a key component to the Wiccan religion. Working magic is what witchcraft is all about. What would Wicca be without magic? In fact, the standard explanation for the origin of the words witch and Wicca is that they are both derived from Wick, which means to shape or bend, as in Wicca furniture. While anything claiming to be historical is doubtful, the fact that we explain the world this way tells us a lot about Wicca, that its essence is transformation. Magic is at the heart of Wicca. In fact, it's so integral to Wiccan philosophy that it's hard to imagine Wicca separate from magic. I was actually going to tell you on our Thanksgiving day that you were one of the things I was thankful for and how much Calder FM has and does still mean to me. I listen to it often and it's like coming home. Calder FM, where the magic really happens.
to work magic to be a Wiccan? Of course not. No more than you have to be a priest to be a Christian, although at some point you'll likely recognise that you are working magic all the time, consciously or not. Everyone is. Wicca is a powerful spiritual path, with or without spellcasting. In fact, on the more advanced levels, as your power to manifest your visions increases, you may spontaneously need to do fewer spells, or none at all. Still, the concept of taking responsibility for your life and manifesting your dreams underlies all Wiccan philosophy. When you have the power to manifest what you need and want in life, you are no longer a victim in any sense. You know that you are the creator of your life, good and bad. You have called it and you can change the channel whenever you choose. You are literally empowered, and that is a core goal and result of the practice of Wicca magic spells. Cauldron FM. Around the planet on the World Wide Web. The sound of magic. Wicca magic, shaping and bending. Wicca magic is like spiritual aerobics. All that bending really gets you into good spiritual shape. What Wicca magic shapes is reality. What it bends is your mind. In the film The Matrix, the little boy tells Neo, do not try and bend the spoon, that's impossible. Instead, only try to realise the truth. There is no spoon. Then you will see that it is not the spoon that bends, it is only yourself. In working magic, we must first change our perception of reality and then reality will happily conform 
to our perception. Now the next track that I'm going to play is by Appalachian Gypsy Rock Band, Tuatha Dea. The first time I heard them I was captivated by their sound and their image. This is the first of two tracks I will be playing by them and it is called Long Black Curl. Thank you. 
You're listening to The Merlin on Colgen FM, the sound of magic. Welcome back. Now let's proceed by looking at spirituality and magic. In broader terms, every spiritual practice is magical. Spiritual practice is really shaping your mind and emotions to align with your soul. Since your soul is what is most true about you, and what is true is the divine, this means that spiritual practice is a path of bringing you closer to the divine through polishing away what is false in you, beliefs, history, desires, etc. This is an act of transformation, and magic is a transformational process. The mechanics of making magic, though, differ greatly from witchcraft to Wiccan spirituality. Spirituality versus Sorcery Traditional witchcraft, sorcery and such use arcane rituals and spells, often calling elemental beings to do the work. Personally, I don't recommend this practice. Quite the contrary. The dangers can be great. Elementals are living beings. They do not exist to serve human desires, but to fulfil their own purposes. To coerce them into servitude is not only unethical, it is unwise. Think about it. They are more powerful in many ways than humans. That's why sorcerers use them to work magic, and they are not happy being manipulated. Would you want to make an enemy who has all too real magical power? Even scarier, other dangers of sorcery are subtle. The effects are difficult to notice until they are well advanced, sometimes making it extremely difficult to turn around. Sorcery is hostile magic. Magic as force and coercion. The practice of black magic costs much more than it gains. Don't be seduced by its too-good-to-be-true hype. It's a dangerous lie. Colgen FM, the sound of magic. Music, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Magic in Wicca spirituality is very different. It is the process of tapping into the natural creative power of the universe and channeling it to fulfil a chosen intention. This is aligning oneself with divine purpose. We are fashioned to be co-creators of reality, not as manipulators of other beings but as artists of life. Spiritual magic is co-creation with the divine creator of all. Let me just say here that the way I use this term in this broadcast, Wicca magic, always refers to spiritual magic rather than sorcery. Now let's have a listen to the second track by Tuatha Dea. And this one is a fabulous track and it's called The Hum and the Shiver.
when the big black book of magic was invented, it was inspired by a true magician. Merlin. Hi ladies and gentlemen, uh, you're listening to the Merlin and I'm in conversation with a lady called Becky Head. And Becky, I believe that you run an organisation called The Witch's Shop, is that correct? Yes, that's me. That's you. Okay, so um, doing a little bit of research and that sort of thing, I've found out a bit about you. Um, but one of the things that I always like to ask people when I start an interview with them is, who exactly are you? <laughs> who exactly am I? Well, now there's a difficult question, isn't it? Who am I? I'm generally, I'm a mother, I'm a housewife, I'm all the usual kind of things, and I'm relatively normal and quite boring, I think. <laughs> and then as a sideline, well, it's not a sideline, but as well as that, I'm a witch as well, so... There's not really a lot else to it other than that. Okay. <laughs> now, if I'm correct then, going back to your early history, much like my own, um, you started life in the Christian faith. I did, yes. I was brought up actually in the Salvation Army and was a regular, good-on, proper, full-on Bible basher until about the age of, I don't know, about 17, I think. Um, yeah, I went to Sunday school and I was in the choir and I played a tambourine and I marched the streets and all the all the other things that people in the Salvation Army do. So yes, that was that was where it all started for me. Right. Okay. But weren't there at some point in that sort of those early years, weren't there some sort of indications that something wasn't, so we say, the norm? Absolutely. Um, as a child, I was always classed as being quite aloof and a little bit away with the fairies, which now I think is quite normal. <laughs> but at the time, <laughs> it wasn't normal. I was supposed to be a Christian and believing in fairies and unicorns and all those kind of fluffy things was quite often frowned upon. But it kind of it just didn't make sense, this God figure that floats around in the clouds. And as long as you do what he says, you're all OK. And and even if you don't do what he says, as long as you say sorry, he lets you off. And it just didn't really make sense. It just all seemed a bit weird in my small world. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So at that very tender age then, fairy tales, magic, dragons, all that sort of thing were playing a part in your life, shall we say? Yes. Yes. I like my dragons and I still like them now, to be fair. <laughs> what's wrong with liking dragons? Absolutely. They're good. Okay, so then um, how did life progress from there onwards then? Um, I think it just sort of, I slowly fizzled out of the, the Salvation Army kind of route um, and then one day stumbled into a, a, a hippie type of shop as I like to, as I always, always called it. Um, and there I just felt so at home there, everything seemed to, you know, they had incense and fairies and dragons and all the things that as a child I was kind of tried to be kept away from and I just kind of found it so interesting and so fascinating that eventually I just kind of thought it just made it all made more sense and I kind of discovered the witchcraft and paganism and all those other different paths and just I've start, looked into them ever since and they all just they just seem to be more realistic than than the Christian one and yeah they just hold a lot more truer to me than anything else uh-huh and one of the things that 
I know that you said, and I'm going to quote you exactly here, <laughs> you said, they weren't weird people, they weren't funny looking with pointy noses, <laughs> they didn't have children in cages, and they weren't at all scary. Yeah, that's the one. I did say that, absolutely. You did, yes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And and they don't. I don't think there are a few weird people out there, but, you know, they're, they're weird looking no matter what faith they are. I mean, but, yeah, they're not generally witches that have pointy noses and there's just all sorts of humans have all kind of weird-shaped noses. <laughs> but, yes, and they don't keep any children in cages. So... You, you started to collect candles and athames and pentagrams and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and I think you actually sort of came up with a, a revelation at that point, didn't you? Yeah, I think so. I think it was just kind of, it was a bit, not necessarily a, a eureka moment, but I kind of, it was, I suppose, a eureka moment in that it was just an instant kind of, right, I'm no longer going to be Christian. I'm going to go down this path of, being a witch and, and I'm going to take it from there and and see where I end up really so yeah I guess that's that's pretty much how it went yeah I mean I, th I think sort of um, from my perspective when I discovered that this was the path I wanted to travel it was it was sort of a light bulb moment for me and it was a case of it all makes sense this whereas the other stuff doesn't make any sense whatsoever which you alluded to before. Um, yes. And so it was as if somebody had turned a light bulb on for me, and I thought, yeah, now I know what it's all about. I haven't learnt it all, and I still haven't learnt it all. But no, I absolutely. I've learnt a lot more now. <laughs> yeah. So, again, I, I sort of shared your sort of th thoughts, you know, that this was, this was great. I mean, it was, it was the answer to what, everything I've been looking for. Now, I believe that you've also sort of run into a bit of family sort of um, opposition to your beliefs as well. You know, they still, yeah, I mean, my... still classify you as being a bit of a nutcase and daydreamer and all that sort of thing. Yeah, definitely. I mean, my brother is probably still the most religious person in the family, and I think he's fairly convinced that I'm going to burn in hell. But, you know, I'm not really that fast, to be fair, I've, you know... <laughs> I don't believe in hell for a start, so well, exactly. It's, it's, not, true it's not really, yeah. yeah, it's not really an issue. But yeah, I think they all still think I'm a little bit weird. But I'm okay with that. Weird is fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now you then, as we move forward, you, I believe, you bought yourself a book of shadows. Yes. And yes, I do. Your comment at the having said that was. And my journey had begun. Yes. I should have reread what I wrote before coming here. Really. <laughs> it has. Oh, I've had several Book of Shadows since then, to be fair. I've got all sorts. My first one was actually just a little, like, 62 pence exercise book or whatever it was, which I filled up in about three days, I think. Um, so, yeah, I've moved on since then, and they've got bigger and, and bigger and, and a little bit more expensive as well, to be fair. Uh -huh. But yes, yeah, so they're, they're all quite full up, and, and I was just thinking about buying a new one, actually. <laughs> yeah. But yes, my journey has begun, and it's, you know, it's not even halfway through yet, because there's so much more for me to learn. There's so many different paths to look at, different traditions, and I, I don't even, I don't have a tradition that I follow. So I'm still very much into 
looking at them all really and taking bits from here there and everywhere until one day I might find a path that I want to to follow wholeheartedly but we shall see who knows don't, don't you think though that um, just taking that point further, a little bit further that because we are pagans and because we, we follow this path that we're on there's nobody actually telling us what we have to follow so the beauty <laughs> of it is that we can find our own route through this absolutely and I think that's one of the things I really love about the paganism instead of Salvation Army is obviously incredibly regimented and structured and there's rules and there's hierarchy and it's all very official. So to me, coming from that to the paganism has been like this big amount of freedom where I can, you know, essentially do what I like and pick the bits I like, pick the bits that suit my lifestyle and my mood, as it were. So I, I love that freedom that paganism gives you. There are still a few, you know, traditions out there which are very strict in their rules but I don't tend to follow that one so it yeah. doesn't really cause too much problem <laughs> and that that's one of the things that I like about Wicca and Wiccan beliefs is that you know the Wiccan read is brilliant isn't it lest that harm none do what they will absolutely you can't get it much more simply than that can you really <laughs> absolutely not I think it's absolutely a brilliant way of living your life and a brilliant philosophy definitely and I think also you've got to be, and I'm sure I'm echoing your sentiments here, that to be on this path, um, shall we say the path of no path, because it, it doesn't have a set route, um, you've got to be comfortable in your own skin. You've got to be happy with your own company. I mean, that, like you say, there are ways you can go where you don't have to be alone, but... For me, I, I feel that being solitary is 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 where my destiny lies. Yeah, me too, absolutely. I mean, I've, I've always been solitary. I've never been in a coven. I've been in a few groups here, there and everywhere. And, I've you know, I, I do open rituals and I've had moots. But it's never been a traditional coven where, you know, you're kind of like a family. Um, and, I, and I think everybody should at some point really be solitary because you get to learn so much about yourself that way. And... You get to learn what you want and you get to learn, you know, how how you want to do things and, and you do, you, you figure out who you are and what makes you what makes you tick, what makes you work and, and how you're comfortable doing things. So I think being solitary is, is a very good it's something I think everybody should give it a go at least once, even if it's not for a great deal of time. Mm. It's definitely worth it. And I still don't think I'll ever be in a proper coven it's just it's just not for me I, I am happy with my own company and yeah I, I get on with myself most of the time so. <laughs> it's awful when you're out with yourself though, isn't it? it is isn't it especially when you lose <laughs> <laughs> absolutely um so yeah um you say also that um you discovered that the moon spoke to you or appeared to speak to you can you sort of elaborate a little bit on that one yeah, I think it was just when you're sort of outside and you're in nature and you kind of look up at the moon, it just seems to fill you with such, uh, I don't know, like a, an energy that you don't really always necessarily notice in other things around you. And it just, it's as if it's speaking to you and it, it just fills you with everything you need. It fills you with the love and passion that you need to, you know, to carry on your daily life or night life as it is with the moon. 
but and I think it's just that sort of point of view really you look at it and you can just see the beauty of it and it just fills you with such awe and everything else that it's just it says so many things without saying any words that it's it's quite emotional sometimes if that makes any sense at all well yeah again it makes perfect sense to me I, I do get where you're coming from on that um, so moving forwards then one of the other things that you've said is that you like to incorporate um, I've got to read this martial arts not marital arts but martial arts <laughs> Yes, absolutely. I was running through this this afternoon and I thought, marital arts? No, that can't be right. <laughs> no, none of them involved, no. Yeah, yeah so, the martial yeah. arts, absolutely. I started martial arts when I was about, oh, I don't know, 12, 13, something like that. I was quite young, um, which is obviously really good for discipline, which I think is a solitary practitioner. You do need discipline, and I think what you do in everything, really, you need discipline. But also the, the chi side of the martial arts, is something that I have found passed over quite a lot into into my witchcraft practices because it's chi is the same energy that we use when creating circles or you know all our intent and visualization is done with that same power so it kind of helped that I'd already done that aspect of it um, and could easily transfer it into what I do now and the same with the you know the having that dedication to something it's you know it's there it's inbuilt from the martial arts so I think it did help a little bit into to get me along my way as it were mm -hmm. so then you you sort of as we move forward you said you you've learned to read the tarot and mm -hmm. that, that um, you found that that a lot of people have asked you to do readings for them and You've been involved in scrying and all that sort of thing. So again, would you sort of have a favourite tarot deck and all that sort? Of, you know, just elaborate a little bit more on that, please. Oh, I do. I do. I I have a, my my mother gave me a set of tarot cards. Um, my mother was a Buddhist, so she had the Osho Zen Buddhist tarot cards, which she passed down to me after she passed away. And they have been. They're such beautiful cards as well. Um, and that they do have little words on the bottom which make it I lost that bit can you go for that one again a little bit we're having a little bit of sound issues here are you still hearing me yeah I'm just about hearing you but it's gone a bit fuzzy yeah basically I, I sort of lost you there part way through the description of the tarot deck. Ones, they're Buddhist. Um, they've got some amazing illustrations on them. Some of them are a little bit weird, but you know, that's generally tarot cards for you. And they're just, you know, they're, they're so easy to use and they've always been my favorite. And I keep trying to go to the Rider Waite or other ones, but I just can't, I can't get the right connection with any others. So I think it'll always be the Osho's tarot cards for me and they're very much in the now as well and I quite like the in the now sense of things yeah um, I mean I, I've sort of looked at the Rider Waite and for my own use and um, no they, they, they don't sort of gel with me either I've got to say um, but one of the cards set of cards that I was given at the weekend was a, a, a friend of mine a girl called Delphine 
she's done um oracle of proverbs set of her own and they are fantastic they're really really good um so i'm sort of playing with those at the moment as well anyway the next thing that you talk about in your blurb that we we've worked with is um discovering glastonbury <laughs> and i mean again i i sort of discovered glastonbury in sort of the late 80s early 90s for what it is um and i'd be interested to know how the fabulous place uh, sort of affected you it was it was just like being a kid in a sweet shop really every shop's got fairies and crystals and dragons and it was it was like i don't know it was it was like lots of christmases all at once i suppose <laughs> it was just amazing and it's such even the people there are just you know they're just milling around and having coffee and just even people are on the street selling their own bundles of smudge and it's just such a lovely place it was so friendly everybody in all the shops are amazing and and just all the shops i could spend so much money in glastonbury so i try not to go there too often <laughs> just, <laughs> need to take out a lot of bank loans to do that but yeah so it's just it's just an amazing place and obviously glastonbury tour is just the feeling when you go up the tour is just breathtaking and gobsmacking really it's just amazing i love it <laughs> absolutely incredible and i mean i sort of found out about Burley a couple of years ago as well. I didn't realise that that was of the same vein. Oh, yeah, definitely. Burley's lovely as well because it's such a quaint little village and, you know, donkeys come along and nick your ice cream if you're not careful. And it's <laughs> it's so small. And it's got such history to it as well. And I'm not, I'm not particularly up on the history of Burley, but it, it's just such a lovely little place. And all the shops there as well, you know, they were similar to Glastonbury, but I think they sell more tea towels than Glastonbury. <laughs> so, um, but they are lovely tea towels. So, but it is, it, yeah. If you like donkeys, nicking your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, moving sort of more up to date then, um, your online shop, the witch's shop. How did that come about? Um, well, I'm sure when I was a kid, there used to be a couple of shops in Southampton where you could buy your incense and your hippie clothes and all those kind of things from. But over the years, they've just kind of vanished. And now I think there's actually only one. So it kind of became quite challenging to source all the things that I wanted and thought, well, surely if I'm having this issue, then so is everybody else. So I just thought, you know, it was a good idea to set one up and and see what happens and that, that way it means you know I can provide all my friends that not that I haven't got many friends in that are into witchcraft particularly but the few I have got you know they've got somewhere to go that they can they know it's there and they know who it is so it's quite a, like a keeping the local business going as well so yeah so that was sort of that really and I like it I enjoy doing it as well so it's good so do you, do you find it very very tying or is it uh because it's online it's it's a lot easier than sort of having a physical shop um i think because it's online obviously i'm you know i'm not i don't have to go anywhere every day i don't have to be there from nine till five so i can still do my, my other stuff so it's not massively tiring which is nice occasionally i get a bit panicky if i get too many orders and can't quite figure out what i'm doing and i get confused but you know that's what pen and paper's for to write it all down 
so it's, it's, it's quite good but I do do the occasional stalls as well which is is so much fun because you get to meet so many different people and go all over the show and that's that's always good fun as well so I like that too right excellent well I'm going to go into uncharted waters now because I've finished reading through your um, piece in Pagan Paths um, and I'm going to now go into sort of free fall shall we say <laughs> Southampton Witches tell me about that um, that was a similar thing to setting up the witches shop really I kind of felt very much although I didn't want to be in a coven I didn't want to be alone at the same time and I didn't really know I just didn't know any other witches I, I didn't know how to contact them and I, you know you can't just google where's my local witch please you don't tend to get much of a list from that so I thought, well, there must be other people out there in a similar position that, you know, could fool I know live next door. So I set up the Southampton Witches and just to just to get people together, really. It wasn't necessarily to be anything big and massive. It was just to see who was where and see who wanted to, you know, get together every now and then and do the occasional rituals and moots and things like that. And it seems to have grown a little quicker than I first anticipated, which is a good thing. And I've met some amazing people through it as well, which has been really nice. So it, it's all good so far. <laughs> so when you say about getting together and doing rituals, is that something that happens monthly or is, is there yeah, any... Every month. Yeah. Every month we do we do a full moon ritual every month um, and we do that all over the show. And we do it in Southampton, we do it in Portsmouth, we've been to Silbury Hill. So we try and, you know, I don't like to stay in one place. So we do travel around a bit to anywhere we can think of that looks like a good place to do it. So, yes, we do that every month. And next year, I think we're going to start doing a few more of the Sabbat rituals. But we'll see how that goes. <laughs> okay. So the one other thing that I want to talk to you about very briefly is um, Witchnet. Is that one of yours as well? Or? It is, yes. It's me and a friend of mine, Red, who's been pagan for I don't know how many years. Um, we seem to come across quite a few people. Since doing the Southampton Witches, I've met quite a lot of people that are just beginning and don't really know where to go. Once again, they don't want to be in covens. There's lots of solitaries out there who have always been solitary and they want to find somewhere who will help them and help to teach them and not even necessarily teach them the right way of doing it but show them where to look as it were so we thought well why not set up a, a school and then um, we're going to start running workshops and just in that you know to start off it'll be all in the basics and but as the school sort of grows and as more and more people get interested we'll delve into the subjects a little bit deeper but that is main it's just to get people started really so that they know you know the basics and how to attend a ritual without feeling silly and what the point of it is and those kind of simple things yeah yeah and sort of casting circles calling corners all that all yeah and you know and the cleansing and grounding because you so many people go to rituals and they've got no idea what's going on they stand there and then they go oh okay then and then they go home again and it's all a bit wishy-washy so it, mm -hmm. we thought it'd be nice for people to actually know the whole point of what they're doing and why yeah well that's great so how would people enrol in that then? Because there are obviously going to be people that maybe sort of think that's a great idea. Well, you seem to have gone a bit quiet at the minute. Yep. At the moment, we've only got a 
Am I back yet? <laughs> yeah. Can you hear back. me now? Yeah. Hello. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, where did you get to? Right, you stared at the moment and then I lost you. All right, yeah. Um, so it's got, we've got the Facebook group at the moment and we're getting a website coming soon within a few days. So at the moment, people just to enroll in the school at the moment is just to join the Facebook group really if they want to um, and then take it from there. At the moment, we're only doing courses that are actually held in a place. Um, but once the website's up and running, we'll get started with online courses as well for people that live a little further away. Okay. So that's that's the plan. Right. So Facebook address for that then is? It's www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash witchnet. And is that, that's with a Y, isn't it? Um, I think in the address it's actually only with an I because I it really? did it wrong the first time. <laughs> ah, right. Okay. Yes, so that's it. how to get home onto Witchnet. Yes. Um, Southampton Witches, if there's anybody that's listening to this that feels that they want to join within that organisation, how do they do that one? Yep, that's the same the Facebook group, um, www.facebook.com forward slash the Southampton Witches. I do like straightforward, simple names. <laughs> <laughs> easy to remember <laughs> yeah and uh, the witch's shop and before you shout at me I do know that I've still got to do your advert don't worry <laughs> I was listening to it earlier and I thought oh that's a really old advert actually cause it's it certainly is <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, um, the witch's shop is www.thewitchesshop.com another simple name <laughs> to remember <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I, I'm happy that we've covered quite a lot here. Is there anything that you'd like to add at all? Oh, I don't think so. But I must come and visit someone. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it would be really, really cool. So, um, it's been great talking to you, and despite the little problems that we've had. <laughs> and uh, thank you ever so much. Thank you very much as well. It's been lovely to chat to you. Oh, and by the way, well, just a bit of gratuitous publicity for me. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm still looking for far more contributors to Pagan Paths. Ah, yes, I will bump up the post again in the Southampton Witches and the Witches Shop for you. Fantastic. Thank you very, very much. Pleasure. And uh, I'll speak to you again soon. Yep, speak to you again later. Okay, blessed be. Blessed be. Cauldron FM. Around the planet on the World Wide Web. The sound of magic. Well, sadly, time has beaten us once again. So if you want to get in touch with Cauldron FM, please drop us an email to cauldronfm at mail.com. I'd like to say thank you very much to everybody that's contributed, including Becky from The Witch's Shop. Fantastic to speak to you. I'll look forward to talking to you again sometime in the not-too-distant future. In the meantime, have a wonderful day. And this is the Merlin saying bye for now and blessed be. Golden FM is a Moonshadow Media production. Yes, one take! Ha <laughs> ha!